I am so happy. Java coffee or espresso or frappuccino or strawberry, real strawberry shake or. If I were going for dim sum, it would be like、uh, how my dad ordered it. It's a mix. He never just orders the chrysanthemum tea. It's gok bo. Okay, yeah. That gok fa, the flower chrysanthemum gok fa, and bo bo cha. It's my bo. I don't know. Bo is really good though. Bo is like means precious, like bao bei. You know. Anyways, Chinese lesson for the day. Whatever. What do you guys think? Coffee? Anybody? I think I ran into that. Was、well, a long time ago. I completely forgot about it. But it's the solution. It's what I needed. It's awesome. Thank you. You. You're the man. So, so many hymns to sing. We're not singing any hymns right now. Okay, because we're too excited. Okay, because we're finally gonna do it. We are. Yeah. We do what? We finished A. Now we're doing B. B more, right? A. What's up? B more, right? You want some more? A goes to B, like the alphabet, which happens to be a company. Isn't that weird? Like Hebrew alphabet. Anyways, Aleph bet. Anyways, the Baltimore Catechism, the B C of the A, <laughs> reference series of eighteen ninety one. All right. Ah.、Uh. Yeah, you know what's funny? They say AI can、uh, take the test and pass the legal exam. But here's the funny thing, though. When we, when I used to type up the question there, well, like、uh, the lawyer I work for, rest in peace, may she be always Linda Rosenthal Schwartz. Oh, and she used to write the bar exams, and I know all about how bar exams are written. And she tells me what she looks for when she grades. It's completely not a like.、Uh, pick your own question, multiple choice. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't. The whole point of it's not just about sight, sight, sighting. Y'all, y'all got it all wrong. This is my pet peeve about the legal system, that everything is about citing previous cases. Let me ask you, did Solomon do that? Hello, anybody? Anyways, table of contents. I don't think so, but hey, what do I know? Nothing. We're gonna read super gospel later. T O C, catechism number one. Number two, number three. It's three hundred and three pages. Three. Oh, three. Yep.、Mm-hmm. Very long. And the last chapter is on two ninety nine. Party like it's two ninety nine. Lesson thirty seven. On the last judgment and the resurrection, hell, purgatory, and heaven. Shall we go backwards or forwards? What do you think? What do you think? Want to go backwards? <laughs> well, it depends. It looks like basic, right? Your first catechism, covering. Okay, here's what the first one covers, and then you can decide. You know, there's three catechisms. I would put them as beginner, intermediate, advanced, like one o one. Two o two and three o three. Well, look at that! It just matches up. What a coinky dink! 
Catechism number one, beginners, sign up if you want pages eight through 14 of the Baltimore Catechism on catechism.cc, if you know how to spell it, which it took me a really long time to learn how to spell it. C-A-T, like a cat that lasts forever. Cat-T with an E, C-A-T-E. Kism, it's like my last name. C-H, Ch, is me, but no E. Catechism, C-A-T-E. C-H-I-S-M. My name is not Chin. I am not a body part. I had to keep telling Mr. Green that. Hi, baby. Hi, mommy. Catechism number one. On the end of men. See, from the beginning, he's already thinking about the end. On the end of man. Singular. Page eight. On God and his perfections. Okay, so contrast right there. Black and white. No deal? No deal? Okay, great. Third one. No what? No what? Second lesson on God and his perfection. Third lesson on the unity and trinity of God. So focus on you. Focus on you through the eyes of God. And then focus on God, which is united to you in the, in the holy trinity of God. Is it finished? Yeah. Just let it, let it cool down a little bit. It's too hot right now. It's, it's done. Give it five minutes. Here, I'm going to set a five-minute timer. When it goes beep, 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 it's time to eat, okay? And then we have safe body that's not for us. All right, you're going to see, see, it, the timer's on. All right, lesson four will be on angels and our first parents. Okay, so once you are united with God and understand what all that means, or do you even have a desire to, we're going to show you, bring out the family photo book. All right, great. And tell you about angels, the invisible. The ones you can see and the ones you can't. Your parents and the angels. And then, now that you're nice and comfortable in the family, love your family, we're going to hit you hard and let you know what you shouldn't do. Nelson number five, pinky promise. On sin and its kinds. Oh, yeah, there's lots of kinds. But it all same category. No, sin. No, don't do it. Sin means what? No, don't do it. There's yay and nay. There's good, yes. And sin, no, no. When you look at it, you go, no. Like, you just automatically know, okay? And if you don't, I'm going to take you to the bathroom, right? Great. Tell me yours don't smell, and I will spare you the sanitation tour. All right. So we covered one through five. Review real quick. Number one. Yep, enjoying the food. Soul food, people. On the end of men, on God and his perfection, on unity and trinity of God, on angels and their and our first parents, our Adam and Eve, right? If you go up the line long enough, great, 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 great. On sin and it's kinds, okay? We gotta learn their story so we don't have to fall in the same pits. It's kind of like living all their lives and then we get our own still to correct and redo and better stop in this time period, which is unique. Number six. Now, go on the other hand. That was the right hand, got it? Okay. Pinky swore, no more sin. Great, now, let's talk about the left hand. Don't get left behind. Number six on the incarnation and redemption, right? 
That's the whole purpose of all this, right? Okay. Number seven, on our Lord's passion, right? What he had to go through, he died. And if you deny any of these words, you will be lost. One, Lord's passion, our Lord's passion. He did it for us. He loved us so much. Death, yes, he died. If you don't recognize that he died, you're going to run into problems when protest comes. Resurrection, yes, he resurrected. That's the whole point. And he died. And you will have to die. And when you have to die, you won't be scared because you know what's coming. Resurrection. All right. And it's not just one. It's re, right? Like again and again, every darn day. And ascension. Looking for the time when he's ascended. And every darn day, we are still good. Hey, looks like today. Lesson number eight. On the Holy Ghost and his descendant. I'm sorry. And his descent upon the apostles. Remember that? Speaking in tongues. Oh, yeah. They went on lit. Now, whether they actually burn on fire like the bush that Moses saw. Who knows? On the Holy Ghost. They were a room locked by themselves. You have to go ask them. Learn Latin. On the Holy Ghost and his descent upon the apostles. We don't have to learn Latin. This is an English version. Isn't that awesome? Okay, great. So that's eight little pinkies that went to lesson 101. Lesson 202, we'll have catechism. Number two has how many lessons? It's the long version. 79. Okay, Pate. There are 37 lessons on catechism two from pages 16 to 79. Oh boy, it's going to be long. Can I just go ahead and read everything? Oh, yes, because they're going to go into everything in detail, because you can't explain everything in 14 pages. Oh, okay. So part 101 is just everything simplified in 14 pages. Fortnite! Love it. Then we're going to deep dive. Oh yeah. Into 37 different lessons. Here we go. One. On the end of men. Two, on God and his perfections. Three, on the unity and trinity of God. Four, on creation. Five, on our first parents and the fall. Mm. Six, on sin and its kinds. Seven, on the incarnation and redemption. Eight, on our Lord's passion, death, resurrection, and ascension. Nine, on the Holy Ghost and his descent upon the apostles. Ten, on the effects of redemption. Eleven, on the church. Twelve, on the attributes and marks of the church. Thirteen, on the sacraments in general. Now, starting with fourteen, on baptism, that's a sacrament. Fifteen, on confirmation, that's a sacrament. Sixteen, on the gifts and fruits of the Holy Ghost. Seventeenth, this Baltimore Catechism. On the sacrament of penance. Eighteen, on contrition. Nineteen, confession. Twenty, on the manner of making a good confession. Twenty-first, on indulgences. Twenty-second, on the Holy Eucharist. Twenty-three, on the... On the ends for which the Holy Eucharist was instituted. Turn off that oven thingy for me. I'm just waiting for the stuff in the oven to cool down. Just turn off the timer. 24. On the sacrifice of the Mass. 25. 
five on the extreme unction. Oh yeah, that one on extreme unction and holy orders. 26 on matrimony. See, it's way down on the list. 27 on the sacramentals. 28 on prayer. 29 on the commandments of God. 30, 30 on the first commandment. 31 or 31st. The first commandment on the honor and invocation of saints. Page 68. Lesson 32, from the second to the fourth commandment. Lesson 33rd, from the fourth to the seventh, seventh commandment. Four to seven, okay. Lesson 34, from the seven to the end of the Ten Commandments. Lesson 35, on the first and second commandments of the church. 36, on the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth commandments of the church. Lesson 37, on the last judgment and the resurrection, hell, purgatory, and heaven. So you're going to be at the heaven, uh, you're going to get a prequel to heaven at the end of catechism number two. Oh, two. Very good. That brings us to page 82. And these are going to be some practicing things, I'm going to say. Guessing. All right. How many lessons are there? on catechism number three from page 82 to three, no, so 299, 300, 300. You want to be a 300? You got to get the 299 first. All right. So catechism, we're going to start out with a list of must know prayers. Not that many, about 10. Then you're going to start with your lessons one, two, three, all the way to 37. Well, that's easy to remember. 37 on the second, 37 on the third, and a nice fortnight summary on the first. <laughs> Who's on first? Prayers. The Lord's Prayer, of course. The angelical, angelical salutation. Sup? The Apostles' Creed. Sup? You know how much I like Creed. The Confiteor. You got to have a confidant, right? An act of faith, four acts. Act one, faith. Act two, hope. Act three, love. Act of contrition, number four. See how the rosary just takes a Sam all of his life? The blessing before meals, grace after meals, and the manner in which a lay person, LP, is to baptize in case of necessity. Emergency baptism. Yes. Then we go into the real lessons after you learned how to pray. It's just so easy. Just got to memorize them. It's not that hard. It's only on like two pages. On the end of man, lesson number one, right? We're going to review everything. The third time going around on this thing, you're going you're gonna to get it down. What I always say, tell, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you. Then I'm going to tell you in detail. And then I'm going to review what I just told you. Got it. Great. Lesson number second, on God and his perfections. Lesson number three, can you guess? On the unity and trinity of God. Very good. Now, number four, all the way to the beginning. Big bang. I don't know. Was it? On creation. Fifth, on our first parents and the fall. Sixth, on sin and its kinds. On sin and its kinds. It's all in caps. Wah! That's why I'm screaming. Get it. 
in the incarnation, on the incarnation and redemption. Then, on our Lord's passion, death, resurrection, and ascension, on the Holy Ghost and his descent onto, upon the apostles, on the effects of the redemption, on the church. You see how they're going to review everything in detail? So if you don't get it the first time around, like I did, and I get stuck there and I never keep going because I'm like, I got to understand all this before I can keep going. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Be easy on yourself. Be like, okay, I don't really understand it, but I'll just remember those keywords and keep going. There you go. All right, that's what I'm going to try this time. Just keep going. On the Holy Ghost and its descent upon the apostles. Because as you're reading this, it's going to seep into you. And the second time, the third time, you'll, 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 you'll take it easy. Kiss it. Kiss it. On the effects of the redemption. On the church. Twelve. On the attributes and marks of the church. Thirteen. On the sacraments in general. Fourteen. On baptism. Fifteen. On confirmation, 17th. On the sacrament of penance, 18. On contrition, 19. On confession. These are all key words, right? It's like a glossary for a table of contents. 20th. On the manner of making a good confession, 21. On indulgences. I just want to, you know, by osmosis, put this all words in your head. Don't even think about remembering them. 22nd. On the Holy Eucharist. E-U-C-H-A-R. Char. Ist, I-S-T, Eucharist. 23rd, on the ends, not at end, the other end, for which the Holy Eucharist was instituted. Yeah, that end. On the sacrifice of the Mass, on extreme unction and holy orders, <laughs> on matrimony, on the sacraments, and oh boy, the text is missing on 28 for some reason. Shh. You'll know when you get there. 29th, towards the end now, on the commandments of God. 13th, we're going to review again on the first commandment. 31st, we're going to review on the commandment on the honor and the invocation of the saints. Okay, we're going to deep dive now. Then 32nd, from the second to the fourth commandment, from the fourth to the seventh, seventh to the end. And then on the first and second commandments of the church, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and church. Got it. Okay, great. Should we just, what do you think? Do the third one and go. I think I will. And you know what? I'm just going to start number two. Skip number one. Yeah, okay. Well, it's a question. It's, kinda, it's, a, it's more like a pop quiz. Oh, here we go. Let's just do it. Introduction to Catholicism. Catholicism, quote, stated by Bishop Robert Barron himself, Catholicism speaks through powerful words. In his introduction to the Adult Formation series, mentioning the New Testament. <clears throat> also, okay, here's a whole list of stuff coming at you. All right, number one, mentioning the New Testament, of course, red letters. Number two, confessions. By who? St. Augustine. St. Thomas Aquinas, of course. He wrote Summa Theologiae. Theologiae. I always get the endings mixed up. But don't worry, Google will take care of it. Oh, thank you, Lord. Uh, number three, 
Dante, right? I mean, who would have thought? But hey, one, two, three. Dante comes up as number four. Divina. Commedia. Right? Okay, great. Number five. The Sermons of Blessed. Oh, you're going to like this one. John Henry Newman. Oh, yeah. He's a new man. Amazing. That one. Zing, grace, great. Next, the sixth is Our Lady, Saint Teresa of Lisieux. Autobiography named The Story of a Soul. It also communicates through beauty, he remarks, mentioning the splendid 14th century Orvieto Cathedral, Orvieto Cathedral in central Italy, the Sistine Chapel in Vatican City, Bernini's breathtaking sculpture, what's it called, Ecstasy of St. Teresa, seriously, seriously, I don't have to go to a rave party, no, just by your word, yes. How do you spell it? E-C-S-T-A-S-Y. But don't try to do it on YouTube because they will block you. Ecstasy of St. Teresa and the Church of the Holy Sepulchre in Jerusalem. That's a lot. That's what? Seven. Oh, wait. That's a lot of Sistine Chapel. That's, I can't count. Anyways, let's go. This dual focus is at the heart of Catholicism. There are the powerful words of Jesus Christ, the apostles, church fathers, and, is there Dr. Nass? Doctors, popes, popes, bishops, and priests, priests, saints, and martyrs, and mystics, and theologians poets, and novelists, right? New things, novelist, novel, new, novena, and others through inspired scripture with a capital S. Theological study, philosophical reflection, sermon, autobiographies, poems, novels, and essays. Not the chemistry time with an A. This is with E. E-essays. <laughs> What's up, essay? These men and women have declared and described the faith with a capital F from within the heart of the church with a capital C throughout this program. Viewers encounter many of the most profound thinkers and significant writers of the church. There goes the baby. We'll be back with second paragraph, third paragraph. Mama! All right, let's just do it. Let's just do 101. So we can say we did it, right? Okay, great. Can't be that rough, 20 minutes at best, maybe, hold on. Let's see, question and answer. 
We'll do it like Abbott and Costello. Hey, Abbott, what? Who made the world? Oh, you know, God made the world. Well, then who's God? You know, God is the creator of heaven and earth and of all things. All right, then what's man? Uh, man is a creature composed of body and soul and made in the image and likeness of God. Okay, then why did God make you or me? God made me, I know, I don't know about you, to know him. He made me to love him. He made me to serve him in this world and be happy with him forever in heaven. All right, well, what must we do to save our soul? Um, it's not that hard, you know, to save our souls. We must just uh, worship. Three key words I go by on the rosary. Faith, hope, and charity. And love. And whatever else I want to add on. But yeah, faith, hope, and charity. Three beads on top. That is, we must believe in him. Hope in him. And love him. H-I-M. With a capital H. With all our heart. Three hymns. One you believe in. One you hope in. And one you love. Hey, Molly, I'm going to eat this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look in the oven. Yeah, go ahead. All right, next question, number 10. How shall we know the things which we are to believe? Yeah. So what do I do? How do I know? We shall know the things which we are to believe, which we are to believe from the CC. CC? Catholic Church. Oh, not carbon copy. No. Through which God speaks to us. I see. See? See. 11. Uh, where shall we find the chief truths? Oh, that's my favorite T word. T-R-U-T-H-S. Truths which the church teaches. Oh, oh, that's easy. You want the short form, longer form? Because they had to keep changing what they believe when there's people protesting against what they believe from an outside view. They don't know, really understand it, so they you know keep poking fingers from the outside. Anyways, we shall find the chief truths which the church teaches in AC AC A apostles postal no apostles 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 creed AC okay got it apostles creed so can you say it sure you want it in land no I believe in God the Father Almighty F A Fa C Creator of heaven and earth and JC in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day, though, one, two, three, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of the Father, the God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, and the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. That was really fast. Yeah, you know, when you say it like ten times a day. Lesson number two. All right, pop quiz. On God and his perfections. So, you ready? Sure. Question number 13. Pop quiz. What is God? Yeah, yeah. 13, okay. God is spirit. Infinitely perfect. All right. 14. Ha- had God a beginning then? Infinitely. What does that mean? 
Did he have a beginning? God had no beginning. He always was, and he always will be. Simple as that. Always. All right. Where is he then? Everywhere. God's everywhere. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean everything is him. Got it? Yeah, I see what could go wrong, right? Okay. Question number 16. If God is everywhere, then why do we not see him? We do not see God because he is pure spirit. That's what that word means. You can't see it. It's not like he's an, you know, he just, and cannot be seen with bodily eyes. We'll explain that later. 17. Does God see us? He sees us and watches over us. Does he know, does God know all things? God knows all things, even our most secret thoughts, words, and actions. And that's the best part. You don't even have to say it. You could just, I, I always say, God, can you please just pull, can you tell me what the heck is going on inside of me? Because I'm confused. <laughs> right? No person can do that. Nobody can get inside you. It's beyond words. You see? Get it? It's inside. Anyway. Number 19. Can God do all things? Yeah, God can do all things. And nothing's hard or impossible to him. Right? He made everything that you know, possibly know of. So, you know. Don't worry about it. 20. All right. That's that's great. He can do all the stuff. He can see everything. I just need to know: Is God just? This this word holy. Is he is he merciful? Is he just holy and merciful? God is all just, all holy, and all merciful. As he is infinitely perfect. That's what perfect means: just, holy, merciful. All right, that's not too hard. Simple, right? Okay, great. Lesson number three. On the unity and trinity of God. Is there but one God? Yes, that's what we say. There is but one God. Why can there be but one God? What? Like, what, what's up with that? Well, there can be but one God because being supreme and infinite cannot be have an equal. That's what he's trying to tell us, right? Okay, great. 23. How many persons are there in God? I've, I've heard people use these words about, you know, what's what's all that about? That's okay. Okay, well, okay. Just don't get too complicated. In God, there are three, we call it divine persons. DP. D, divine, persons. People, person, pedestrian. Really distinct. Okay, that's what persons mean? You're unique, distinct, really distinct, real distinct. Okay. And equal in all things. Equal. You're distinct, but you're equal. In all things, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Is the Father God? The Father is God. A.K.A. and the first person of the Blessed Trinity. First person. We, that's what we say. First person of the Blessed Trinity. B.T. Is God, is the Son God? Yes, the Son is God. And the second person of the Blessed Trinity is the Holy Spirit God. Yes, the Holy Spirit is God and the third person of the Blessed Trinity. We will tell you more later after we change. Okay, two more questions and I'm coming. 27. What, what is the Blessed Trinity? Can you sum it up? Sure. The Blessed Trinity is one God and three divine persons 
Blessed Trinity is one God in three divine persons. One God in three DP. Um, are the three divine persons one and the same God? The three divine persons are one and the same God. Yeah, it's a mystery for you to dive deep into. Having one and the same divine nature. Three persons, one divine nature. All right, go chew on that. We'll be right back. Lessons one, two, three, done. In how many minutes? Only 8.40. 40. Let's keep going. I'm so inspired. There's live videos of people and stuff in the back that I like to see. All right. What channel was it? I don't remember. I, something about mother. Something about warning. Something about, yeah, refuges. Okay. Awesome. I'm seeing live people. Now I know who they are. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Alpha. What is it? Alpha, theta, delta. Yeah. That explains a lot. But without God, you're going to get lost. So, amazing grace. Better get some. On the angels and our first parents. Yeah, see, it's been done before. So, let's try to do it better. Which are the chief creatures of God? Uh, the chief creatures of God are men and angels. What are angels in? Angels are bodiless. Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> angels are nobodies. No angels. I have one with a body that I named Angel. Angels are bodiless spirits created to adore. So if you're talking about the invisible ones, they're the bodiless spirits created to adore and enjoy God in heaven so you won't see him till you get to heaven i guess yeah i guess 39 then uh all right let's talk about the first man and woman then things we can't see either who were they who were the first man and woman the first man and woman are a and e adam and eve easy 40 where okay were or were Adam and Eve, innocent and holy when they came from the hand of God. Adam and Eve were innocent and holy when they came from the hand of God. Really? Well, did Adam and Eve remain faithful to God? No. Adam and Eve did not remain faithful to God, but broke his heart, kind of really. Broke his commandment by eating the forbidden fruit. All right, well, 44. What? befell Adam and Eve on account of their sin. Like, I don't know. Adam and Eve, on account of their sin, lost innocence and holiness. Yeah. And were doomed to misery and death. Lovely. Uh, all right, go ahead. What evil befell us through the disobedience of our first parents? What's this original sin we're talking about here? What? You know about that? No, I know nothing. Okay, well, the answer is, A, through the disobedience of our first parents, we all inherit, right, what an inheritance, right? Yeah. <laughs> Their sin and punishment, we inherited, yeah. As we should have 
shared in their happiness if they had remained faithful, right? So you gotta share and share alike, good and bad. Sucks, but hey, you don't wanna share in the pain, you can't share in the joy. Because you won't get the joke. And it's no fun if you had to explain it. If you weren't there, were you there when they nailed him to the cross? If you don't cry during that song, yeah, it shows. Were you there? I can't sing that song. I'm going to cry. What is the sin called? Enough singing. Leverage. Which we inherit from our first parents. What's the... What? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's the O. Original sin. Oh. Oh. Othello? No. I don't know. That's Shakespeare. You can shake a spear at him. The sin which we inherit from our first parents is called original sin. Is everybody no exception, huh? Was anyone ever preserved? Jam. Preserve. From original sin? Yes. Actually, that is a really good question. There is one. Or two. The Blessed Virgin Mary. Because, you know... They were run flesh, right? Like, I'm gonna say it one more time. It's a documentary you will never ever hear anybody else recommend. I probably am 101% sure. Orgasmic conception. What? Orgasmic labor. What? Orgasmic pregnancy? Orgasmic. I forgot, but it's a documentary. The woman delivered the baby with the embryonic sac intact. What? In a river. Looked like the Susquehanna, very green and clear. I was like, what the? Am I seeing? <laughs> Not just one person. Like, they followed a whole bunch of pregnant women that wanted to do it as naturally as possible. Like, go in the woods with her existing couple of other kids running around the river while she's having a baby going through labor in the middle of this river. It's like, what am I seeing? I'm not going to tell you anymore. All right. <laughs> Orgasmic birth. That's it. 50. What? No. Was anyone ever preserved from original sin? Yes, the Blessed Virgin Mary through the merit of her divine son was preserved Free from the guilt of original sin. Guilt? Clear conscience, you mean because he knew the truth? There you go. He knew it was a great mockery. And this privilege is called her immaculate conception. Uh-huh. Say that again. The BVM, Blessed Virgin Mary, through the merit of her divine son, DS, DM me if you have any questions, was preserved free from the guilt of original sin. And this privilege is called her immaculate conception. She knew it was up. Lessons fifth on sin and its kind. All right. Is original sin the only kind of sin? Yeah. <laughs> Don't we wish, right, Pandora? Original sin is not the only kind of sin. There is another kind of sin 
which we commit ourselves called actual sin. Got it. What is actual sin? Actual sin is any willful thought, word, deed, or omission contrary to the law of God. So it's like your parents got kidnapped and they had you inside the prison, just like they did in, like the Jews were inside of Egypt for so many years and they had kids, or they were in the desert for so many years and had kids. So you're just growing up in that culture, right? So you know nothing of your parents just teach you the same thing as everybody else. And so, yeah, okay. Maybe, I don't know. So, you know, you're given the choice to, you know, every thought you have, every word you have, every deed that you do, or every this thing that you decide to omit, omission, anything in that, those four things that are contrary to the law of God. How many kinds of actual sin are there? There are two kinds of actual sin. We call them moral sins and venial sins. What are mortal sins? Mortal sin is a grievous offense against the law of God. Okay, what's venial? Venial is a slight offense against the law of God. So that's more like intention, you know, right? In matters of less importance, a venial sin is a slight offense against the law of God in the matters of less importance. Or in matters of great importance, it is an offense committed without sufficient reflection or full consent of the will. Right? You ever had that happen? Say it again. Or in matters of great importance. What's a venial sin again? Okay. A venial sin in matters of less importance is a slight offense against the law of God. But in a venial sin in matters of great importance is an offense committed without, we would call it, if you, if, if, if you didn't have enough sufficient reflection, okay? You didn't really think about it, you just impulse or something. Or full consent of the will. You were under the influence or, you know what I mean? You, 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 yeah. It's of great importance, but you really didn't think it through or you really it wasn't really your will. If you kind of do again, you probably wouldn't kind of thing. Maybe. Okay. Last question. What are the chief source of sin then? Yeah, here it goes. I'm going to say seven of them. The chief sources of sin are the seven. Pride. P. C. Covetous. L. Lust. A. Anger. G. Gluttony. E. Envy and S, sloth. And they're commonly called the capital sins. Capital because it's like the bottom of a building, that's cornerstone, right? It's capital because it's like the door, right? It's like the most important. Okay, great. It's where everything springs from. Okay, I'm, okay. Pride. If you're prideful, then you think it, you deserve it. So you go and covet it and you want it to the point where even if they don't want it, you still want it. You still want it just for yourself. Now, you're not even thinking about that person. So that's lustful and you can't have what you want. Now you're angry. 
And so you go and distract yourself with lots of other things. Gluttony. And you're still feeling bad and you can't be happy for that other person. Envy. And so feeling defeated and depressed, you do nothing. Slothful. And they are commonly called the capital sins. Got it? Not too bad. Too shabby. All right. We'll take a quick break and come back with lesson six. So that was four, five, six. Oh no, I gotta do one more. Okay, great. Lesson six on the incarnation and redemption. Yeah, let's end on a happy note. 60. Did God abandon man after he fell into sin? No, of course not. God did not abandon man after he fell into sin. He actually made him a promise. He promised him a redeemer. A redeemer who was to satisfy for man's sin and reopen to him the gates of heaven. Shepherd opens the gate, waits for the lambs to go in, and then goes on behind him and shuts the door. All right, who's this redeemer? Who's this person with the door? He said, I am the door, by the way. Our blessed Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is the redeemer of mankind. JC. What do you believe of him, of J.C.? I believe that J.C. is Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the second person of the Blessed Trinity. Blessed Trinity. True God and true man. Are you saying there's other trinities? Yeah. Okay. B.T. B.T. Blessed Trinity. There's the unholy trinity. But we won't talk about that right now. Only Daddy can talk about that. 69. What do you mean by incarnation? Well, by incarnation, I mean that the Son of God was made man, right? Incarnate, was made man. How? How was the Son of God made man? Okay, so the Son of God was conceived, Holy Spirit, right? And made man by the power of the Holy Ghost in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary. On what day was the Son of God conceived and made man? We call that the Annunciation Day. The Son of God was conceived and made man on Annunciation Day. The day, Annunciation, on which the angel Gabriel announced, Annunciated, to BVM, Blessed Virgin Mary, that she was to be the Mother of God. And on what day was Christ born? He was born on Christ Mass Day. Christmas Day in a stable of at B Bethlehem over 1900 years ago. Well, now it's like 2023. On our Lord's passion, death, and resurrection and ascension, we will be right back with Lesson number seven. Thank you for hanging in there. Three, four, five, six. Check. Done in 14. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Myself. <laughs> I like listening to myself. I cry myself up. Okay, great. Lesson number seven, on our Lord's passion, <laughs> I'm still laughing. death, resurrection, 
and ascension. Number 78. <laughs> Stop it. We're talking about suffering, death, and dying. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> I want to have a big splash margarita. No, Louisiana is Mardi Gras. <laughs> For my funeral. Did you anybody ever see that funeral dance? Oh, I forgot about that. I like that. I'm gonna have to, yeah, I'm the funeral dance. Jamaica, Jamaica. Jesus Christ suffered a bloody sweat and cruel scourging, was crowned with thorns, and was crucified. How is that sobering up you now? Yeah, okay. 14 stations of the cross. Got it. That's what uh, Jesus Christ suffered? Yeah! Not so funny, is it? Christ died on Good Friday. Any more questions? Yeah. On what day did Christ die again? He died on a Good Friday. Got it. There's Friday the 13th. Then there's a Good Friday. Got it. TGIF. TGIF. But why? That's what was my question for the longest time, too. Christ suffered and died for our sins. That's why. So, on what day did he rise from the dead? How long did it take? He rose from the dead. Christ rose from the dead, glorious and immortal. We call that the glorified body. Hint, hint. On Easter Sunday, easy. E S Yay S Y Easter Sunday, the third day after his death. Yeah, uh, so he stayed on Earth then, I guess. Yeah, he stayed on Earth for like a long time, forty days. Well, after Christ had remained forty days on Earth, where there did he go? Um, after 40 days, he's like, yeah, I'm ascending into heaven. And the day on which he ascended into heaven, what do you call that? A.D. Ascension Day. Hmm. Hey. Eh? Yeah. Lesson 8. On the Holy Ghost and his descent upon the apostles. Descent. Like D-E. Like I smell something. So I'm going to come down and smell you like a rose. Descent. The act of coming down. Do you know what I picture in my head? What? I picture a really nice green leaf, like early morning dewdrop of water and just sitting there on the leaf. And this is what Father Chris is like like a palm, like that leaf is your hand and then as it as you lower your hand to the ground, like the weight of the drop of water just slides down the middle of your palm and then it like Oh that's the scene from Kung Fu Panda. Mm-hmm. Raccoon Master, mm-hmm. Hey, hey, yes, what? Descent, the act of coming down. Mercy, yep. Picturesque, and a meme, yep. All right, descent. Here's another word for you enable. E N A blah. Not blah. Able. Enable means to make. Able. Got it. Enlighten. To make them understand better. Can you see in the dark? No. Here's a. You want a candle? 
Right, gotcha. Just don't burn nothing. I like the new electric ones. They flicker just like real candles. Pentecost. How much it cost? Pentecost. A pen? Do you have a pen? Noted. Pented. Gotta pay for the dang pen. It co- or it could cost you blood, right? They used to write in blood. Yeah, yeah, right? I, I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I, I can't do it. Thank you for ink. Chinese ink. They're like big, you know, sticks of ink. You didn't know what to do with it. You probably thought it was just some big thing. But, I mean, it looks like a rock. It's ink. All you gotta do is add water. I love making ink. Pentecost. The 15th day after Easter. Yeah, it's gonna take a while to, you know, savor all the Easter excitement and pen it all down. Preach. What's that? Declare publicly. Preach. I'm in public. I gotta speak louder. Preach. Spread by word of mouth. No spitting. Thank you. Or be like that guy who just squashes mel- watermelons on the stage and everybody has to wear raincoats and umbrellas. What was his name? Crazy carrot head. <laughs> sanctify it, please. What sanctify me? Sanctify. Holy. Sanctify. To make holy. Strengthen. Oh, that's easy. Make strong, of course. Strength in. Are you in strengthened? Witty. Very witty. Yeah, well, that's the word I never know heard about called White Sunday. Yeah, what's with the white parties on the cruises? I keep missing those. I went there once, though. Pretty cool. What's with not wearing white after June or July or something? I don't know. I have no do. But it's a Wit Sunday. White Sunday. What's that? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Witty, are you? You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when the skies are blue. They're always blue. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I'm always happy. 94. Who is the Holy Ghost? The third person of the Blessed Trinity. I thought we covered that already. Yeah, right. Just testing you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. 97. Mm Mm-hmm. On what day did the Holy Ghost come down upon the apostles? What is it with you in days? The Holy Ghost came down upon the apostles 10 days after the ascension of our Lord. So 10 days later, after he went up, it came down. And the day, and right, 10. Good number. And the day, you know, because there's like nine choirs of angels. So it's like if you do a day per step down from where you were, eh, 10 days. And the day on which he came down upon the apostles, what do you call that? Whit Sunday or Pentecost. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I was, what? Wit. What? Wit. <laughs> to wit. Did you witness it? You're witty. If the Holy Ghost come down and descend upon you 10 days after the Lord goes up. And if you pin it down, it ain't cost you a thing. Pentecost, what Sunday? 99, I'm gonna party like it's 1999. Question number 99. Who sent the Holy Ghost upon the apostles? Sent, huh? 
Yeah. Our Lord Jesus Christ sent the Holy Ghost upon the apostles. Makes sense since he went up, right? Okay, great. 100%. Question 100. Why did Christ send the Holy Ghost? To sanctify his church. Holy Ghost. Link to the word sanctify. Can you break that down for me? All right. Enlighten. Strengthen the apostles. To lighten. Enli enlighten. Two ENs, one in the front, one in the back. In, light, in, and strength in the apostles, and to en enable them to preach the gospel. See, you can't do it by yourself. You gotta get it. Got it. Do you? Maybe. I don't know. Took me a long time. No worries. We'll figure it out together. And that is the end, my friend, of catechism number one. That was kind of painless. I don't think it all added up to even an hour. I just saved you a whole couple of weeks. All right. We'll see you right back. Same channel. Pow! All right. Now we can get to the meat of it. We're going to start deep diving. 202, we finally made it. Lesson number one, the first lesson. Deep dive into the end of man. All right, first question, you ready? Who made the world? <clears throat> Easy, God made the world. Who is God? <clears throat> God is the creator of heaven and earth and of all things. All right, third question. What is man? Oh boy. Man is a creature composed of, of body and soul and made in, made to the image and likeness of God. Very good. Now say that again. Man is a creature composed of body and soul and made to the image and likeness of God. Very good on. Number four, is this likeness in the body or in the soul? Uh, I'm going to say this likeness is chiefly in the soul, right? It just makes sense. All right, then how is the soul like God? Um, the soul is like God because uh -huh, it is a spirit that will never die. Uh, immortal and has understanding and free will I have it and I know how to use it oh you do why did God make you I thought we covered this say it again God made me to know made me to know him to love him and to serve him in this world and be happy with him forever in the next very good number seven of which must we take more care? Our soul or our body? Is that a trick question? You tell me. We must take more care of our soul than our body, is my guess. Because, right, one lasts forever and one don't. If you say there's death, right? I think so. Eight, what you eat? Always on food, aren't you? Yeah, well, soul food, whatever. Why 
Must we take more care of our soul than our body? I mean, I thought it would be balanced, you know? Well, we must take more care of our soul than our body because in losing our soul, we lose God and everlasting happiness. And everything comes from inside, so you got to make sure inside is correct so that your outside is good. You don't want your outside controlling your inside, do you? Well, I like to just play with the whole thing. Yeah, well, you're advanced. Number nine. What must we do? Do to do to save our souls? I have to do something? (laughs) Okay. To save our souls, we must worship God by faith, hope, and charity. Well, ain't that easy. Nice and three. Yeah! That is... We must believe in him, hope in him, and love him with all our heart. So easy. Okay, again, expound on how shall we know the things which we are to believe. Again, CC, through which God speaks to us. Through the church that he established, that's a system that he established. Why would he keep doing it again and again, right? Okay, everybody under who wants to preach about him, who wants to be on the same branch, has to get authority from the Catholic Church. They are the magisterium. They are like the bookkeepers. They just, like, right? You don't want to be, like, disconnected with your bookkeeper and an accountant. Okay, great. Scribed. Scribed. And they're going to advance. Stop it. Number 11. Where shall we find the chief truths which the church teaches? Oh, by the way, I discovered there's a Vatican library. I'll never run out of things to read again. (laughs) Okay. We shall find the chief truths which the church teaches in the Apostles' Creed. All right. You don't have to get complicated when you first start. Say the Apostles' Creed. Everybody, together, rhythmic and poetic. I believe in God the Father, Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost. Who else can say that? Born of the Virgin Mary. I think she can. Suffered under Pontius Pilate. Was crucified. Died. And was buried. He descended into hell. One, two, three. On the third day, he arose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. Father. From thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, and the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Amen. There's an even better ending, but that's later. 
you find out that he is the king of the world to come. <laughs> Lesson second on God and his perfections. What is God again? God is a spirit infinitely perfect. Sip it in yeah. S I P. Sip. Spirit infinitely perfect. Have a sip. 14. Had God a beginning again? I'm a little drunk. I gotta keep asking these questions. <laughs> God had no beginning. He always was. And he always will be. Where is he then? Everywhere. God is everywhere. Well, if God's everywhere, why can't why do we not see him again? We don't see him because he's pure spirit and cannot be seen by bodily eyes. Does he see us again? Yes. And he watches over us. So if you want to be like him, you can watch over everybody. Like upper management. Like you can keep going up the line. Dominions, principalities. Nine choir of angels. So God knows just about everything, huh? Yes, God knows all things. Even our innermost secret thoughts. There are no secrets with God. Words and actions. So don't be scared of even cameras because God can look inside of you with cameras and can only see your face. And if you mask or put on makeup, it can't because it's... Anyways. Not as smart as humans, people. I don't care how you try to do it. It came from you. So it can't even be better than you. It can be a balloon. Stick with the subject. All right. Can God do all things? Yes, God can do all things and nothing is hard or impossible to him. Not hard, not impossible. No, do, 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 do. Yeah, well, you can do it with him and be exciting that way. Yeah. Did you know God, right? Is God just, holy, and merciful? If you believe that he is, then you will see everything with a better, happy light. God is all just, all holy, all merciful. And you have no idea what that means, do you? Nope. But you will, as he is infinitely perfect. All right, let's talk about this perfection in terms of unity and the trinity of God. Is there but one God? Yes, there is but one God. Why can there be but one God? There can be but one God because being supreme and infinite cannot have an equal. Yeah, all right, that makes sense. How many persons are there of God? In God, there are three divine persons, really, really distinct and equal in all things. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Is the Father God? The Father is God and the first person of the Blessed Trinity. Is the Son God? The Son is God and the second person of the Blessed Trinity. Is the Holy Spirit God? The Holy Spirit is God and the third person of the Blessed Trinity. What do you mean by the Blessed Trinity? By the Blessed Trinity, I mean one God in three divine persons. Are the three divine persons equal in all things? The three divine persons are equal in all things. Are the three divine persons one and the same God? The three divine persons are one and the same God, having one and the same divine nature and substance. Can we fully understand how the divine persons are one and the same God? Well, it's a mystery. We cannot fully understand how the three divine persons are one and the same because, yeah, 
it's a mystery to us. You know, it depends on how far you want to go. It's your will, and you know. All right, what's a mystery again? A mystery is a truth which we cannot understand fully. Yet, I say, depends on your desire, really. Lesson number four. Let's talk about creation. Who created the heaven and earth and all things? Easy. God created heaven and earth and all things. How did God create heaven and earth? God created heaven and earth from nothing. 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 Like peanuts. Nothing. Almonds. I like almonds. Walnuts. No, I don't like walnuts. I like peanut butter. I like almond milk, but they're allergic, so I haven't drank that. Soybeans. Yeah, okay. Soybeans are good too. Jay, did you just say Tai Chi Master Wu Jing was walking on the beans? Right? Like you don't know balance until、so、you walk on beans. God created heaven and earth from nothing. Then how? By His word alone. That is, by a single act. Singularity. A single act of His all-powerful will. Which are the chief creatures of God? The chief creatures of God are angels and men. So simple, right? Yep. There's God, and then there's angels, and then there's men. So what are angels? They're pure spirits without a body. Nobody created to adore and enjoy God in heaven. Were any other purpose they created for? They were also created to assist. The angels were also created to assist before the throne of God. The first three in the nine choirs, and to minister unto Him. They had often. Been sent as messengers from God to men, and are also appointed our guardians. Those are the three tiers of the nine choirs. Before the angels, all right, were the angels, as God created them, good and happy, the way they do in pictures. Yes, the angels, as God created them, were good and happy, just like that angel TV series I like to watch. Yeah, I like that too. Did all the angels remain good and happy? You know that. Yeah, I know that. All the angels did not remain good and happy. Many of them sinned and were cast into hell. And these are called devils or bad angels. All right, let's go back and talk about first parents. Then, who were the first man and woman? The first man and woman were Adam and Eve. Were they innocent and holy when they came from the hand of God? Adam and Eve were innocent and holy when they came from the hand of God. Did God give any commandment to Adam and Eve to try their obedience? To try, right? You gotta try, like any other project, beta test, whatever. Try their obedience. God commanded Adam and Eve not to eat of a certain fruit that grew in the garden of paradise, which were the true blessings intended for Adam and Eve. Had they remained faithful to God, what do we lose, huh? Yeah, are you sure you want to know? Yeah, go ahead. Well, the chief blessings intended for Adam and Eve, had they remained faithful to God, were a constant state of happiness in this life and everlasting glory in the next. So, did Adam and Eve remain faithful to God? <laughs> Adam and Eve did not remain faithful to God, but broke His commandment by eating the forbidden fruit. What befell Adam and Eve on account of their sin? Adam and Eve, on account of their sin, lost innocence and holiness, 
and were doomed to sickness and death. Yeah, that's not very happy, is it? No. What evil befell us on account of the disobedience of our parents? On account of the disobedience of our first parents, we all share in their sin and punishment. We're still in the prison, aren't we? Yeah. As we should have shared in their happiness if they had remained faithful. Oh, then what other effects follow from the sin of our first parents? Our nature was corrupted by the sin of our first parents, which darkened our understanding. So everyone's in darkness just different times in their lives. Everybody dies in their own time. But the world is still here. It has its own story. Our nature is corrupted by the sin of our first parents, which darkened, or darkened what? Our understanding. Uh-huh. Not physical darkness. Understanding was darkened, weakened our will, and left us a strong inclination to evil. What is the sin called which we inherited from our first parents? The sin which we inherited from our first parents is called original sin. Advanced word would be concupiscence. Not cupid, concupiscence. We'll talk about that later. Why is the sin called original? This sin is called original because it comes down to us from our first parents and we are brought into the world with its guilt on our soul. Mm -hmm. Does this corruption of our nature remain in us after original sin is forgiven? Well, this corruption of our nature and other punishments remain in us after original sin is forgiven. It's like, I forgive you for jumping in crap, but you still got to clean up and it might take a while. Got it. Was anyone ever preserved from original sin? Yes, the Blessed Virgin Mary, through the merits of her divine son, was preserved free from the guilt of original sin. And this privilege is called her Immaculate Conception. All right, sounds great. End of lesson five. What about lesson six on sin and its kinds? Is original sin the only kind of sin? Original sin is not the only kind of sin. There is another kind of sin, which we commit ourselves. Got myself into the mess, huh? Pretty much. Called actual sin. I actually sinned. Yes. What is actual sin? Actual sin is any willful thought, willful word, willful deed, or a willful omission contrary to the law, law of God. We're on number 52. We'll be right back with lesson six. Continuing. Bye-bye.